All right, Patrick, so much to talk about. Obviously, I mean, masks, I have COVID. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I know, you, so where do you want to start? So you're on the West Coast. It's 6.30 in the morning. You woke up to do this podcast, which is amazing. And well, you have COVID. This is so our how routine. is it? It's the, is it a cold? Is it a flu? Is it... Look, Patrick, this is why I, I have... By the way, how'd you get it? On the way out, you think? I don't know. I mean... You know, we we really tried before we left to not interact with a lot of people. Like, remember, I, you know, we were going to do a going away party, which we, I don't know, I guess we should have done, although probably not because it might have been a super spreader. So, you know, but we had seen some friends um, before we had left, like that week before. We'd been pretty interactive with people. And, you know, in Virginia, masks are pretty optional. So, We'd gone to a couple restaurants and seen a couple people didn't wear masks. Um, okay, the masks want to help, but keep going. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, you know, we. I think we ended up getting it from um, our babysitter, KJ's babysitter, because they've since come down with it. But I don't know. The timing isn't like... It really doesn't matter. It doesn't I mean, match up, the really. They say 50% of Americans will... I've had Omicron. Look, I will tell you this. Thank God for the vaccines. But like, we're never going to be out of this because we honestly, Dan had a headache. Like, that's how it started. We got here. We felt great. We were like getting ready. You know, we're running out doing stuff on Friday. By Friday night, he's like, God, I have this really splitting headache. You know, I'm just, I'm really exhausted. He was like really tired all, all of a sudden. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll give you an Imitrex, you know, my migraine medication. You'll be fine. So by like eight o'clock or something, he's like, you know, I, I was like, I, I really feel like something's coming on. You know, I'm going to take a test anyway. So we, we have the home kits, right? I take mine first negative. Cause you know, I felt no problem. Fine. And then he takes his and he's immediately positive. So I actually felt perfectly fine and really had no symptoms until like Sunday. And then I just started getting this congestion, but like, I haven't been fatigued. I haven't. I don't have a sore throat, you know, so it's like, so how is he now? He's, he's good. I would say he has, he was hit harder mm -hmm. and just more of, that's cause he's vegan, right? <laughs> I, know, I right? completely made that up. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it's the veganism. So anyway, he's, you know, just more fatigue and it just seems like a head cold. That's it. That's our only symptoms. We're not. Nobody has like stomach flu. No one has diarrhea. No one has a sore throat. No, you know what so I it's mean? A, it's a it's a light cold right now. If you're vaxxed and if you're boosted, right? And we are, yeah. And that's what we're. So you have firsthand knowledge now of why we shouldn't be as crazy. Oh, you should have no fear if you're vaxxed and boosted. And like, I mean, you know, look, we're I both. Mean, listen, I'm no. I mean, unless you're 65 or immunocompromised or co comorbidity or, you know. Let's not get crazy here. It's so sure. rare. It's a serious disease. But my point for the last several months and my craziness on Twitter is we, at some point, especially with children, and I don't have young children, but it's, it's kind of, people ask me, why, oh, you don't have kids? What do you care? I don't know. It's something that has forced me to kind of speak out on how we are now making children the focus. And, you know, Dr. McBride, Lucy McBride, who I follow and super smart woman, she said something on CNN yesterday that really struck a chord again is 
we need to stop putting the burden on children of protecting the adults. The adults can get vaxxed, they can get boosted, they can wear a mask if they choose, whether it's teachers or daycare providers or, you know, whomever. You want to keep kids in mass on buses? Fine. Trans, you know, on planes? Fine. First of all, it shouldn't be two plus. It should be five plus on buses or, or whatever. Right. Kids three-year-old in daycare. The, the risk is so minimal. So CDC put out a, a, a data yesterday that over the last seven years, for unvaccinated, not just vaccinated children, unvaccinated children, zero to 17. Okay. <clears throat> COVID what doesn't even rank in the, in the last seven years, it ranks like fifth over years in terms of serious illness, hospitalizations or whatever. So, you know, we we're masking children. You have super, you know, superintendents, school districts, getting insane suing the you know suing virginia over yunkin saying we're going to go to mask optional you have teacher unions freaking out you know i have i have a friend who's a teacher and we go back and forth all the time and you know what i say and i never seem to get a good response is she's out in society right, right. whether it's going to a, a game or dinners or wherever the kids are out, and yet somehow, oh, the next day, I'm unsafe. I got to wear a mask. Kids have to wear a mask. We bo- and by the way, the CDC has said one-way masking at this point works 100%. So if you're a teacher and you feel we're an N95 all day, right. you're the adult. Right. Wear it. Right. Why are you forcing a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old to also wear a mask? Like, doesn't make sense anymore. I mean, Patrick, you would go nuts here. I mean, people here. Oh, by the way, L.A. County, starting Monday now, schools, they have to wear masks with the nose prongs. So basically, they have to wear KN95s, no cloth. Yet, oh, yet two weeks from now, we're going to have a million people descend on L.A. for the Super Bowl. Out drinking, restaurants, partying, 100,000 people in the stadium. All that goes with that, but then the next day, up, oh, put the kids in pronged cloth or non-cloth masks. You would like, lose your mind here. Outdoors, outdoors, nobody around. Everyone here wears a mask. It's oh, crazy. Well, it's and, and insanity. Listen, but that, okay, but see, this is where I'm not crazy. I saw somebody this morning outside, mid-40-year-old, wearing a mask, running. Okay. That's your choice. I'm not going to make fun of you. I think it's insane. But fine. I, I don't have a problem. I have never made fun of someone wearing a mask. I have never said, why are you wearing that mask? Like a Karen. Never. Uh, my point is, don't force it. The science doesn't support it anymore. And you're putting a burden on children. Bur- kid, kids in daycare. I mean, you have young children. If you had a three-year-old right now, like, seriously, he or she needs to be in a mask. I mean, look, you know, we obviously like we were concerned. We, you know, with KJ, KJ's very healthy. He doesn't have any underlying health conditions. You know, he kind of had a fever on and off for like a day, but 
you know, it was like nothing. Then it was nothing, you know? So, I mean, obviously we talked to his pediatrician. They were like, assume he has COVID. Um, but certainly if your child is healthy, I mean, it was not like there was anything, you know, obviously we monitored him, but it's, I do agree with you. I think that I would not be afraid. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know. And even when we died, got, you know, positive tests. I wasn't fearful. I feel like people shouldn't be fearful. It was, I mean, honestly, if we were not in a pandemic, you would just think we had head colds and we would have gone along with the rest of our lives. Like we never yeah, even would so have stayed home. It's it's like so my, crazy my, light. My frustration now is, <clears throat> in particular with places like LA, Montgomery County, DC, New York, they haven't evolved. Right. And, 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 and the restrictions at this point now are draconian versus risk assessment, balancing risk. Um, they're not nuanced at all. So Dr. McBride also said yesterday on CNN, the policies now and the protocols and the mitigation techniques have to be nuanced. When, when after two years, is it a one size fit all? What any, she goes, we're acting as if the only health issue in this country is COVID. And for the first six months to a year, right. yes. Right. You had to. Pre-vaccinations, pre-anything. You know, we had five, 600,000 people die at that point. Now it's up to 850,000. You had to. It right. was right in front of you. It, was a pan it's, it is a pandemic, and it was seriously a pandemic at that point. Uh, it's just we haven't evolved. And when I say we, certain places, certain places, right? And people are bringing their own personal fear, own personal beliefs, own political beliefs now to decisions and are putting upon them on children, right? And and others. And it just, so it looks like in Montgomery County, who was, the county executive proposed vaccine passports. Okay. Similar to what's <clears throat> New York, LA, DC, and, and several other places have. It looks like it is going to uh, hopefully... Um, looks like it's not going to happen. It looks like the county council, uh, based on a lot of what? testimony. Yeah. You mean Mark, our guy? No, Mark? no, no. Mark, Mark's, Mark still wants it. The council seems to. Yeah, least... but they went against him. That's huge. You talk about turning the uh, time. You, know, you had, you had a cascade of, of testimony against it. They really can't point to any current data or science why it would work. Wow. That's they, big. Uh, and listen, I think there's a lot of people who have, you know, put a lot of pressure on them. You know, all the all the chambers of commerce, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Black Chamber of Commerce, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the, the main Chamber of Commerce all came out against it. Um so I, listen, I think that's going to go away. I think the compromise, what we're hearing today, will be they're going to extend the mask mandate to February 28th, which is ridiculous. Another month. Another month we're keeping children, kids in masks. You know, at least if they're going to do that, which makes no sense, by the way, but if, if they feel they need to for whatever reason, uh, 
get get kids two to five out of masks, right? Just get them out of masks. Look, and here in L.A. County, they want to pass a law that mandatory, you're five years old, you have to get the vaccine, and they yeah. want, they are fighting to get, you cannot have a religious exception, exemption, you can't have a health exemption. I mean, it's, listen, it's listen, you, scary you, you, here. You moved, you've moved to a crazy, crazy place, right? I know, Honestly. I know. No, it's not even funny anymore. It's, it's well, actually I think to myself, I, I know this sounds... What can you do I about it? People are it's actually scary what's going on out there. It's scary that people, elected officials truly believe they're doing the right thing. It's, it's scary. I, you know, and I don't know what you do about it here in Los Angeles, because I think for the most part, I don't know. You know, I've just li- I obviously we've been here like 72 hours, so who knows? But it seems as though people here want these like insane, insane restrictions. Um that's my first take, but I don't know. You know, so here, it, who so knows? It's funny, it's funny you say that because I had this argument with somebody. If you truly believe what you're saying about masks in L.A., schools, and it's, make it optional. Because if you truly believe the science, and if you believe that you've communicated the messaging and the science correctly, and if that's on your side then most people will wear masks, especially in a progressive liberal city like Montgomery County, over 90% vaxxed. Why do you have to have a mask mandate? And yeah. oh, by the way, they put the mask mandate back in. They reinstated it in November. And because of Omicron, numbers have just consistently gone up. So here you are going to extend a mask mandate that clearly limited, if at all, has worked. And then you're going to say, these are the three metrics. So what they're going to say today is the three metrics to drop the mandate prior to the 28th are case counts under 100 per 100,000 per day. Again, this county still worrying about case counts when everyone's testing like crazy. Positivity rate under 15%, which is only at 10%. So yesterday they had 577 cases positive at a positivity rate of 10.2%. So you're testing five, six, seven thousand people per day, which is good. Fine. I still don't understand why asymptomatic people are testing. Or honestly, I don't understand why if you don't feel good, you're testing at all. But that's your choice. So positivity rate is only at ten percent. Case counts five seventy seven yesterday <laughs> per one hundred thousand, and hospitalizations under fifteen percent. So the, you know the the. the Okay, but wait, wait a sec. Why would you not want to test, though? I mean, if you start to feel like, don't we, like, okay, us, for example, right? But Why we do you test? Because we don't want to spread it to other people. We obviously were highly contagious. So you, you don't feel good, right? You're sick. You got a cold. Yeah. Or flu or COVID. Why would you see other people anyway? Because like when we were sick, because it's a different um, result, right? We obviously know that COVID for people who are immune compromised are, it's, much more well, in deadly, this day right? and age, knowing that COVID's out there, if you feel sick and have symptoms, whether you've tested positive or not, you're still going to go out there with other people? Well, I don't need to because I don't have a job that requires it. But for example, right, we, we were sick. We felt like we had colds and things in December. We did not have Omicron. So, I mean, we still went to the store, ran errands, did stuff like that because we weren't carrying so something could that still, could... You could still do it. Put a mask on. If masks are so good, put them on. 
See, this is what I mean. Like this, this is the craziness, right? Like you go from one thing to the next and you realize the thing, the main policy you're focused on doesn't make sense. Listen, if people want to test, fine. But then you can't say case counts are your driving factor. Okay, but you every week you say this and then people DM me. Masks do work when no, they, they are. Don't. They, no, they, they don't. They no. do work to some degree in oh. conjunction with, you know, vaccine, no. No. booster, no. washing no. your hands. Where Sorry. are you getting they this don't. info? You have to send they me don't. this article. Here's what works, okay? If you put an N95 mask on right now and you were with other people and did not take it off for any reason for eight hours, okay. if you were with those people for eight hours, then the mask works. What doesn't work is the theater that we say are mask mandates, right? You go to a restaurant, you walk in with a mask. You walk five steps to your table, and you're sitting at a table near the entrance, and now all of a sudden you get to take your mask off because you ordered a water or a beer or an appetizer. Okay. Right? That's not science, Sarah. It's theater. It doesn't work because you know why? We're not doing it, and we can't force people to wear masks for eight, nine, ten hours a day, except for children. Look, it's Listen, terrible what's happening. I, I want to ask you about Loudoun County uh, and Fairfax, but yeah. keep going. Keep going. No, no. I, listen, I could go all day long. Listen, the, the problem now is the tide has turned, right? Governor Yunkin said masks are optional. Is being sued by seven schools. Some high-level, high-ranking Democrats in Virginia have said, listen, we got to have a ramp off here. We got to move on. We got to compromise. We can't keep kids in mass in perpetuity. So either come up with a compromising plan or we're going to actually vote with the governor as a Democrat. Really? Democrat. Yes. Now, we'll see where the court says if the school boards have the right or the governor has the right. But um, so we'll see where that goes. Nassau County in New York has just went mask optional. New York State lost yesterday. New York State Supreme Court or District Court, I don't remember if it made it to the New York Supreme Court, ruled against the governor's indoor mask mandate, says it's unconstitutional. There's not enough science to support it. So you're starting to see slowly that this is, is moving in what I believe is the right direction. Nuance policy, protect the ones at risk, Encourage people if they want to wear a mask, continue to get vaccinated, boosted, and we got to move on. We have to move on. Now, listen, if another variant pops up that kills people that are vaccinated, well, then we're, we got a problem. Then we'll have to adjust the policies. But, yep, <laughs> here's what I said to somebody. The ongoing draconian policies that we know when I say we, the, the Lucy McBrides and the Monica Gandhi's and <clears throat> Scott Gottlieb's, who Scott Gottlieb, former head of FDA, over the weekend said on Face the Nation, he said, too soon to maybe get rid of the mask for kids. Okay. 100%. But within two weeks, we got to have a ramp off. Okay. I don't 100% agree with him. He's a lot smarter than I am. So I could live with that. And I listen, I don't have kids. I can, I can live with it. Anyway. But my point is, okay, you got to have like LA County's doubling down. Yeah, when, but when, here, even, when even Scott Gottlieb is saying, like, what, like, we got to, like, two weeks, like, ramp off, start, make it optional, 
move on. Teachers come. And you're seeing unions now, teacher unions trying to get involved again. And da, da, da. So listen, you know, enough way, with the mask, <clears> but yeah. EPA.gov says that, okay, they, they, EPA.gov, they found that the effectiveness of the masks varied widely. A three-layer knitted cotton mask blocked an average of 26% of particles in the chamber, while a washed two-layer woven nylon mask with a filter insert and metal nose bridge, which is like N95, was 79% effective of particles. Other masks scored somewhere in between. So in another study, researchers examined the filtration ability of a variety of medical procedure masks, cloth masks and coverings, the tested masks made from cotton, nylon, and other materials. So, uh, you know, to your point, the bottom line is the results vary widely. Oh, and by the way, that's only looking at masks. If you have them on, fitted tight. And you're wearing the them entire, right. And you're wearing them the entire time. And also <clears throat> what these studies don't look at is balancing other risks, right? Socialization, depression, learning issues, enunciating issues, feeling isolated issues. You know, Dr. McBride said yesterday she sees 100 patients. She has teenagers who are utterly depressed. They got to wear masks playing sports or they don't play sports anymore. Or, you know, they're being told in classrooms to face forward. Don't turn. Eat at your desk by yourself. Don't talk. Only pull the mask down when you take a sip. Put it back up. No, and it then has to be people so People saying scary. to me, oh, kids are resilient. The Atlantic, there was an article this morning. Kids shouldn't have to be this resilient. They shouldn't take the burden for adults. Want to wear a mask? Wear a mask as an adult. Enough. Get vaxxed, get boosted, and and, and yeah. let's go. All right. Anyway. I want to ask you some rapid-fire things, and we have got sports to talk about, <sighs> Sorry, obviously, yeah. uh, Biden. Okay, so in Fairfax County and Loudoun County, the, the process now for kids that come to school without a mask is absolutely bananas. Like, first, you know, first they come in if they have no mask. They're asked to put one on. Okay, yep. then they then they are sat down and apparently asked by a student, like a, a counselor, hey, you should wear one. Then they're, uh, then if they refuse to wear one, then it's like um, they get a call to the parents. So the parents can try to convince them. Then if they don't, it's like they get all these different, you know, chances or whatever. Do you think that the school, Fairfax County superintendent says, oh, I think we have a really good case against Yunkin. Do you think they do? Here's what I And I think you touched on this a little bit, but. And, and again, I, you know, to your point, Fairfax County, Alexandria City, Montgomery County, maybe D.C., there's a lot of people live in those counties who think a certain politically political way, and that's fine. So I can't speak to what parents want in Fairfax County. But what I can tell you is I find it scary that a school board superintendent are suing the governor to force kids to wear a mask. Just think about that for one second. Right? Yeah. You, your teachers work for you. Tell the teachers to wear a mask. Mandatory. If that's what you believe. Kids optional. And then you encourage kids to wear a mask if you want. How is that not the best or most fair thing to do? Why are you forcing? Why are you suing? Why are you so insistent that this has to be a two-way mask situation? Great question. No, no, they cannot answer that question. Then they get mad at you. They call you an anti-masker or they call you this, right? No, it's not about that now. 
It's about what's right based on the science. It's about what's fair. The people who said they follow the CDC and the science and blah, they've stopped. It became political because Yunkin's a Republican governor. Literally minutes after he said, I'm, I'm rescinding the executive order or I'm putting in an executive order. A tweet came out or a text came out from, uh, I believe it was the head of the Fairfax County School System, or maybe it was Alexandria. I don't remember. I thought it was Arlington, wasn't it? Arlington? May, uh, yeah, right. It was Arlington. They You're came right, right out and said, you know. That's political. There's no conversation. There's no nuance. There's no, hey, let's rethink this. Hey, how's it going in North Carolina? Or how about even other states, liberal states, who are mask optional? How's it going? Are our, is our, are our metrics any worse than their metrics? L.A. County broke a record last week. One million positives. They have the most... You're there. I know. I know. And by the way, you're talking about a county in a state that you could spend a majority of your time outside. And they're still breaking records. I, I Look, and I'll tell you, like I said, you go around here, everybody outdoors. You know what's kind everybody. of funny now? You don't hear the Florida stuff anymore much. <clears throat> well, there you was don't? an article I sent you. You know, they're saying that they believe they're way under reporting how many uh, positive tests. Okay, whatever. They always have an angle, right? The fact is, <laughs> I said this for the last five, six weeks on this podcast. If, if children were dying or if children were going to the hospital at a much higher rate in places that are mask optional versus places that it's mandated, that would be the story, and it's not. So that tells you all you need to know. Okay, one last anyway, thing on this. Anyway, let's talk something else. Okay, yeah, okay, let's move hate, on. No, they hate our, we've been a half hour on masks. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we have Biden to talk about. By the way, Fox News. Oh, yeah, calling, doing... uh, calling Peter the son of a bitch. What do you think Peter of that? Ducey. And then also Fox News did a very reliable poll. They now say his approval ratings are Biden's are turning a corner at 47 percent. So what are your thoughts on both those incidents? Well, you know, listen, he said something. First of all, from the president, it's not it's not right or nice. He's a member of the media. I think his questions are reasonable. I think the inflation question. So he asked a question about is inflation, you know, uh, if inflation continues or something to that effect, is that a concern for the midterms? And of course, it is. And Biden sarcastically said, no, I want more inflation, you son of a bitch or dumb son of a bitch, whatever he said. Um, listen, certainly not presidential, but listen, the pre- last president, there's a million things he said that were not presidential. So I think it's... Um, yeah, they it's all seem be- to lose their temper up there after a while, you know? I'm well, sure. it's interesting. We talked about it last it's a tough week. Gig. I think Biden's frustrated. I think he's under a lot of pressure. Sure. I think it hasn't, his first year certainly did not go the way he had hoped. A um, lot of issues border, COVID, inflation, supply chain, Afghanistan, now Ukraine. Uh, hasn't got the build back better, built through. He's been, you know, basically controlled by two senators on his own party. Uh, his approval ratings to you, to your point where, you know, there's been polls anywhere from 33 to 42, the 47 seems high. It seems like an outlier. Yeah. It's a Fox news poll. We'll see if some other polls come in around mid forties. Uh, that would be interesting that he's turned a corner. There's nothing I could point to that would say why he turned the corner. Uh, job number wasn't terrible. Uh, I think he's frustrated, said something he shouldn't have said. I think they had a, he did call Peter. 
uh, douchey, and I think kind of apologized. Peter said, I didn't need an apology, but it was nice that he took the time to call me. So I think it's, you know, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great headline, but I think it's kind of over now at this point. Um, but it also points to, you know, this presidential stuff is hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's like, who would want that job? It's the you worst. Know? I can't even. I mean, I would never. Know. I mean, everyone hates you, really. I mean, there's just no winning. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people call me a dumb southerner. You know what? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it's like on a small scale. You know, I mean, you, you no, know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, listen, you get frustrated. You say something on your breath. You think the mic's off. I mean, listen, Obama's got caught stuff. Yeah, saying they stuff all do. Under his breath. Hillary people, Clinton has, anchors, I mean, Clint, you know, yeah. Trump, I, well, Trump just said it. <laughs> yeah. Careful, this is not, not, yeah. So what an you, amazing, amazing sports weekend. Okay. So talk to me about that. You know, you know, my husband says, oh, greatest NFL games, playoff games of all time. I'm like, all right, well, I know they all came down to like two or three points. Some 54. I probably remember watching football. 42 years, 44 years, maybe since I've been, maybe maybe 47 years. Obviously, the playoffs have changed in terms of the number of teams that make it. But probably, and not overstating it, the best weekend of football in the NFL in NFL history. They were really good, yeah. All four divisional games came down to last game-winning three, came down to game-winning field goals. Obviously, the Kansas City Bills game, which was the best of the best. Oh, my God, so good. Uh, you know, came down to an overtime touchdown. Unfortunately, based on the overtime rules, the Bills' offense did not get a chance to get on the field, which is definitely a shame. They need to change the rule. And, you know, I've heard, like, you know, Mark Schlereth, who broadcaster for Fox and used to be with, I believe, ESPN, saying, ah, the defense should have stopped them, blah, blah. Listen, you know, He's the next player. I give him deference on that. But, you know, the rules have changed so much since he played. Right. Everything. Everything's pro offense. Everything is, you know, you know, scoring, right? So now you're in overtime. The defense is, is, is gassed. I've never seen a team in an overtime coin toss not take the ball. So that tells you they know it's an advantage, right? So for me, I'd keep the regular season overtime the same. Yeah. Not the best, but keep it the same. Don't change it. Ten minutes, team gets the ball. If they score a touchdown, they win. If the defense scores, they win. After the first possession, if they don't score TV, it's game on. Whoever win next score wins. Fine. Playoffs, I think you have to treat differently. I think the playoffs, both teams' offenses should have a chance to score. I What I would do, my rule would be, Overtime, the team gets the ball. If they score a touchdown, they have to go for two. Okay. Obviously, if when they get the ball, if the defense intercepts, runs it back for a touchdown, or there's a fumble recovery for a touchdown, or a safety, game over. After that, the other team gets the ball. They have to come down, go for two. If the game is still tied, then it's game on. Whoever wins at that point wins, right? Just, I think you got to shake it up a little bit to at least give the Josh Allens of the world, Bills quarterback, who had an unbelievable game. So did Mahomes. You got to give him a chance to get on the field. Yes, it, just, it was it, so it, good. It, it, it took probably one of the greatest NFL games of all time 
and it deflated it. Yeah. It, it made it less legitimate, in my opinion. And by the way, this happened to Kansas City three years ago, or four years ago now, 2018. They lost to the Patriots. Patriots came all the way back in the game, tied it, <clears throat> went to overtime. Patriots got the coin toss, drove right down the field, scored, game over. Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance to get on the field either. Right. So, right. listen, it, it happened to Kansas City on the one end, and it happened to them on the other end here. This has happened a few times. It's an easy change. It's not a big deal. Give both teams a chance to, to get the ball uh, unless there's a defensive score, and then you go from there. I'll tell you uh, what's an awesome thing about living on the West Coast is seeing these football games till the end. Like, I know. You know, it's amazing that you're watching at 845 at night, like, the you know, the final few minutes instead of, like, at 11, you know, or well, 11. I actually like the Midwest Central time the best. Okay. So, you know, when I visited Central time or been traveling for business or, you know, whatever, on vacation in Central time, I like the one hour. It's great. To me, that's just enough. West Coast is tough on Sundays. You know, you're kicking off at 10 in the morning some games, right? I'll That's take it. a little it. early. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> I like that part. Fun to watch football games. And not, I mean, we obviously go to bed like with a kid, like at nine thirty or ten. You know, so it's like you never see the last hour. So hour the and Rams, half. the Rams are going to have you know hundred thousand people in the stadium this weekend. Kids will then be in wired masks the next day. You know it. And, and if the Rams win, they get to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So, in the history of the NFL, uh, it had never happened where the team <laughs> played. In the Super Bowl in their home stadium until last year when the Bucks did it and won the Super Bowl in Tampa. Could you imagine? So you went this, you went 50, what, three years with it not happening. And now it could happen two years in a row if the Rams uh, beat the Niners. So, by the way, who do you think, who is your Super Bowl prediction? Who do you think the two will be? Well, I want Cincinnati and the Niners. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to be the Rams in Kansas City. So okay. I think actually I'm going to get the opposite of what I want. Okay. I don't I don't mind the Rams. And the only reason I don't want Kansas City, you know, it'll be 3 years in a row um Cincinnati's never won the Super Bowl. I love Joe Burrow. Uh I think it would just be awesome for the city of Cincinnati uh, to have yeah. a team who's, you know, hasn't won it there. When when's the last time Cincinnati was ever in the Super Bowl? Do you know? I don't remember the year. So yeah. they lost to uh Joe Montana on the last drive of the game. I think it was a pass to Jerry Rice in the wow. left corner of the end zone. Uh I think Boomer Sison was the quarterback for the <laughs> Bengals. Wow, that's crazy. And I, yeah, so it's been, what, 30 years, I believe, wow. something like that. I don't remember the, the year off the top of my head, but I believe the final was 21-17 or 21. Yeah, something something to that. I think it was 16 or 17-14, and the 49ers drove the field to beat them in, at the last uh, few seconds. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Oh, that fantastic would be epic. weekend. Um, what else, so, Patrick? What else going on? Nothing. You know, just, you know, COVID. You know, trying to, you know. 
I know. I, I feel like we, at some point I mean, in the next we, six listen, months. There's a lot going on, but we're running out of time. We could touch next week on, you know, Magruder High School in Montgomery County had a shooting. They believe it's the first time, not believe, I think they said, the state's attorney's office said it's the first time someone has been shot inside a Montgomery County school ever. Uh, there's mm. a lot of questions how it was handled. Obviously, Montgomery County got rid of uh, resource officers. Resource officers, you know, the county executive and the interim uh, superintendent, Manifa McKnight, have come out and said, "Oh, what would they have made a difference? They were failed programs." Unfor- you know, the the, the council president uh, has come out and said, "Wait a second, you know, we may need to rethink this. Violence is up in the school systems." What, what I it's 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 crazy. We want kids to wear masks, right? And back to my mask thing. But it just shows you what the the hypocrisy is. Kids got to wear masks. Got to keep the kids safe. Got to keep the kids safe. Yet, let's get rid of the SROs. Let's you know, you know, community engagement officers. And there's also a lot of questions about the timeline. So apparently, the security officer on uh, at the school. Didn't realize it was a gunshot wound. Called it in as a injury to a person in the bathroom. So fire and rescue was dispatched, not the police. They didn't realize until about 15, 18 minutes later that it was actually a gunshot. Then they called and said, we think we have a gunshot wound. Then police. So there really wasn't police on scene. It happened at 12.57 p.m. There wasn't a serious response from officers until 1.33. Whoa. The school, the school didn't go lo- into lockdown until I think it's about 18 minutes after, it looks like, based on the timeline. And do they believe... And they- the student who was the shooter went back into a classroom. And then uh. people say, well, what would an SRO officer, would he have stopped the shooting? That's not the point. He may or may not. He may have intel. Somebody may have confided him about because this was a dispute allegedly between these two kids prior. So maybe he would have known about. It. Maybe somebody would have confided in an SRO officer. That's what their job is. That's what they're there for. That's that's one thing they did well. So maybe he would have been able to stop it, even if he wasn't able to stop it. He's a pol- he's a police officer. Maybe he would have at least recognized that it was a gunshot. Yeah, that's what I see. Maybe somebody would have told him right away. So alleg- apparently we found out yesterday that there were other students in the bathroom when this kid was shot. They didn't call 911. They didn't tell security. And they just tweeted about it. Wow. So those kids be held accountable. The timeline is very confusing. You know, right away, the county executive and others came out and said the swift action. And, well, the more we find out about this, the more it's starting to look like it wasn't swift at all. And it could have been catastrophic. What if this suspect, the shooter, wanted to shoot more people? Right? Maybe an SRO officer would have been able to disarm him or her. So this is where, you know, these political-leaning well, we got to get rid of SRO. Okay, maybe the SRO officers in some schools were overzealous. Maybe they did. Th- so work on that, but don't yeah. eliminate the entire program. Violence is up in the Montgomery County schools. Parents want them back in. So they did reinstate them temporarily. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the council can bring them back without 
be okay from the county exec or the school. So hopefully the council puts them back in at least through the end of this year and then look at the entire program and maybe there's a better way to go, right? Mm. Damn, crazy story. All right, we can dive into that because I'm sure more yeah. will come out over next week. Okay, Patrick, where can so, people follow you? So feel better, though. Feel better. I will. I will. I think we're out of quarantine tomorrow. So, um, <clears throat> well, are you going to retest is- or are you just going to go back to life? I was just going to go back to life. Are we supposed yeah. to retest? Nope. <laughs> He's not according to you. All right. All right. Nope. All I didn't right. think you were Patrick. supposed to. Okay. <laughs> Patrick GM Fox 5. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, Patrick. Right, bye, Sarah. Bye. Feel better. Thanks.